Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With last week's games in the books, it's time to place wagers for the upcoming week of sports. There's no better way of being a part of the game like Action 24-7's app, the official sports booking site for the full sport press podcast. Get into the game right from your couch. It's pretty simple. Just download the Action 24-7 app, create your profile, and use code FSP100. That's code FSP100. Only the Action 24-7 app. Eligibility restriction applied. See action247.com for more details. Remember, game responsibly for promotional use only. Everything paid for. We did a lot for the wins. Came in a drop on the 10. Now we on top, top once again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to tighten the plan. Yeah, I got it right in the end. Now we on top, top once again. I don't want it if it ain't love. If it ain't get it away from me. Who you gon' jack if it ain't us? LABB to the bakery. Some niggas mad that I came up. I know my granny gon' pray for me. It was just us in the vacancy. We had to get it from A to B. Wheels never felt like this. Two seats in the hills, how feel righteous. Blue sheets for the mills for the You are now listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast, featuring hosts Jay Hove, Chef, Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I am Jay Ho. It's your boy, Big Jeff. Weez in the building. Say, what's up? We said. What it do? What it do? What it do? Coach Lock back in the building. Say, what's up, Cal? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, fellas? How is everybody doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, sure. Everybody staying safe. Yeah, for sure. I am for sure. And speak for the world, though. Definitely speak for the world, because the world ain't. We know what the world is doing. Yeah, we keep on waiting, Coach. Yeah, waiting in the water. And then, waiting <laughs> on the world to change. Oh my goodness! Heal the world. Make it, make a, it better a better place. place. You gotta make it a better place. <laughs> for who, Weezy? For everybody. Oh. <laughs> Ah, man. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Episode 346, man. We are handing out preseason awards for the 2020 college basketball season. FSP F- style. Always FSP style. Better damn know it. Better damn believe it. Let's kick it off, man. Coach, who you got? Best of the week. Oh, uh, man. That almost made my best of the week right there. <laughs> Last minute change, but... My best of the week is Snoop Dogg commentating on the Tyson Jones, Jake Robinson fight, man. He did it like only he can do it. Like I was dying laughing at the stuff that he was saying, man. Like when Robinson got knocked out, oh my God, man. It was just, it was made for TV, man. Made for TV. Sure. We're going to talk about old Snoop Dogg at halftime for sure. 
Um, best of the week, Weezy, what you got? <laughs> best of the week for me was uh was college football in my Vanderbilt Commodores letting the girl kick. But then Coach Mason got fired. So it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. So it was a little bittersweet, but hey, that's my best of the week. Should sure. they have let her kick away, Weezy? Yeah. Thank you. I agree. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Jeff, what you got? Best of the week. My best of the week is another big boxing weekend. Errol Spence versus Danny Garcia for the welterweight championship. Lock is taking. I, I want to be there. Lock is in Dallas. It's, it, 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 I need to be in the building, but no, nah, we can't be. We can't do that right now. But this this gonna be a big fight. Errol's back. First time back since car accident almost took his life. First time back in the ring, man. I hope he's ready because Danny Garcia is top of the line of opponents. So we're gonna see. It's gonna be a big night. Most definitely, man. My best of the week is Josh Gordon, me and Jeff's guy. He will be permitted to take part in meetings, individual workouts, and strength and conditioning, but not will be permitted to practice travel with the team or attend any games until December 21st after Seattle's week 15 games. Just played in 63 games, y'all, since he was chosen in the 2012 supplemental draft in 2012. 63 games, bro, in eight years. Sad, especially with what they about to do with with marijuana now. That yeah, makes it sure, worse. Man. That's that's tough, man. For yeah. sure. Worst of the week, coach. What you got? I'm gonna circle right back to the fight, man. The way Nate Robinson went out was bad. <laughs> oh, that was bad. He's officially become the meme of 2020, and they are killing him. And I mean, literally killing him. That's that's definitely worst of the week. Uh, what you got, Weezy? Worst of the week for me was uh. <laughs> NFL, man, Bud Dupree, man. They made that man play a game on Wednesday when they just kept telling him to practice and stop practicing, practicing. And he went out there and towards ACL. I hate that for Bud Dupree. NFL, they got a – it's a rough, rough business, man. Rough business. Prayers up to Bud Dupree, man. Godspeed to that. Uh, we, um, Jeff, what you got? Um, kind of double down what Coach Locke said, but to another fight that happened that night – so George Foreman, y'all know he was the oldest heavyweight champion ever. He's actually pushing Mike Tyson to step in the ring with Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury mm-hmm. or Anthony Joshua, saying he can take him and saying Mike could be the world heavyweight champion again. Mike, don't you listen to him? Don't you do this? Mike, you know damn well you smoked weed before that, before that fight. You probably was on PEDs. They didn't test you for none of that. Yeah. So don't do that, Mike. Don't you do that. They will kill you. What? Yeah. Don't you do it. Don't you don't do you it. Do it. Don't you do it. Don't you um, my do worst of the week, man, is uh, Paul George. Blaming Doc Rivers for his slow year. Hey, PG, you're better than that, man. You're a better man than that. You're a top 10 NBA talent. Don't blame the coach. Take some responsibility. Be a man. That was a weak-ass move, and I'm hot at you. I've been hot at you since uh, this damn pandemic P showed up. So you're on the list, brother. You definitely on the list doing Doc like that, man. Don't do Doc like that, dog. I told you to watch him once he turned down that money and said Russell Westbrook was his best friend. <laughs> I told you about him. Hard That's to trust him. people nowadays, for sure. That's your man. Pack him up, Jeff. Now make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course, the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search Full Sport Press Podcast. When you get through doing that, make sure you check out the On Day TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Lou every Wednesday. Their latest issue is up. 
the hip hop person of the episode. So y'all make sure you go and check that out to see who they picked for hip hop person of the year. Most definitely, man. Shout out to the guys. My hip hop person of the year is Hit Boy. What about you, Coach? I'm gonna go with Hit Boy or Swiss, the baby, yeah. little baby, either one. Yeah. Uh, you guys took the three main ones. I go with side gun there. Like that. What about you, Weezy? Drake. How did I know? <laughs> How did I know? Boy, you stay on brand, boy. How did I know? OVO Weezy, for sure. Um, <laughs> get you an OVO aisle chain, Weezy. He already got hoodies. He don't need it. All he needs is a chain, for sure. Moving right along, Fresher Than Your Average Podcast. Featuring myself and my dog, Animal Brown, is a self-help fashion podcast directly related to improve everyday fashion. We have a new FTYA IG live show featuring Max Monroe from Wish Atlanta. Pull up on us on the IG page directly for the culture. You can watch the interview in its entirety on youtube.com slash realville, man. Don't forget to wear your kicks. Cop response. Also, we have the Realville Patreon page. You can support the team starting right now, man. Patreon features full sport press on deck TV, fresher than your average, and much, much more. There will be an episode posted on the full sport press page. If you want to try that out, see what Patreon is all about, it will be on the page this week. Check it out. Episodes are up on Patreon. Support the team, man. Support the real, most definitely. Jeff, you are back with 10 good wrestling segments. You ready to start the clock? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All right, before we get started, this week's 10 Good Wrestling Seconds is brought to you by Skill Wing Workouts. Make sure to follow them on all social media at Skill Wing, and don't forget to download the Skill Wing app to cover your training needs, receive alerts on the latest apparel drops, and plenty of content to motivate and inspire. As always, help us, don't hurt us. Now, to the square circle. One of the most surprising events of the week of the year. 61-year-old multi-time champion Sting made his return, not to WWE, but to AEW. Signed a multi-year contract, a full-time contract with AEW. Apparently, he isn't finished wrestling. Now, what makes this even more weird is that Sting had proposed the last match with The Undertaker in WWE, which is the match that everyone who's ever watched wrestling in the world wanted to see, but we never got to see. And WWE apparently turned that down. Sting felt the way about it and signed the contract with AEW. So there you have it. Sting has now joined forces with AEW. I don't know what that means because he's 61 years old. And when I say he looks it, he looks it. Please make sure you follow us at 808s and Chair Shots on Instagram and the Twitters and Facebook and be on the lookout every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. We drop consistently. Shout out to Nick. As always, you might not like it, but your auntie love wrestling. Don't forget to tweet us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment and give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasting. Now, before we get started with the first half, Weezy, do you have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners? I do. This week's award recipient is Larza Pippen. It is, it is. Larsa Pippen might still be in the middle of getting a divorce from Scottie Pippen, but she isn't sitting back and waiting for it to go through. She continues to search for love. In fact, the 46-year-old was recently spotted out with the Timberwolves guard Malik Beasley, Coach Locke's guy. The 24-year-old is having a great month 
as he recently agreed to a four-year, $60 million deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now Malik Beasley is a free agent in his own life to hold hands in public with Larson because his wife, Montana Yao, who we talked about a couple of weeks back on this here segment, she filed for divorce just days after the scandal became public. The story has grown so much that her son, Vanderbilt point guard, Scottie Pippen Jr., Weezy's guy, had a post, said, and I quote, I'm focused on myself and my goals. I'm not responsible for anybody's actions. All good over here, end quote. Larsa came out and said, everything that looks like sugar could be salt. Mind your business, end quote from Larsa. Larsa Pippen, grow up, be a mom. You're 46 years old. You got a couple of kids. Just be a mom, man. You don't need to be dating 24-year-old guys. I think you've passed that. Um, but sugar and salt sounds like some future would say 100%. She's been around future a while, huh? Mama got to have a life too, Jay. Don't you do that. She's liking it. She definitely heard future say that before. She's definitely heard that. And I like how you tried to put Malik Beasley on me. That was real slick. Florida State guy, man. What does that mean? He didn't play football. ACC. That's that whole claiming the conference stuff only worked for y'all. Like, y'all don't know nobody to do I'm, that. I'm yeah. About that. <laughs> I don't know anybody to do that. Uh, we you going to get that out to Larsa. Yeah, that's on the way. Can I can I deliver that much? No. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Take your ass on over there. Now take your ass on over there. Now take your ass on over there. <laughs> you guys ready to get started the first half? The first half is underway. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am J-Ho. It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy, Weezy. What it do? It's your man, Coach Locke. Locke, where can they find you on social media, my brother? They can find me on IG and Twitter at Locke underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A. Get at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weezy, what you got? I'm FSP Weezy on IG, and I'm at How Weezy on Twitter. Holla at me. Sure, man. What about you, Jeff? Jay Easley 84 across all social media platforms. For sure, and I'm Jay Hope on Instagram and Twitter, man. Have a conversation with me on Twitter, man. Let's do it. Jeff, it's FSP Fantasy Football Week, man. What week is this, Jeff? This is week 13. For sure, man. Whew, getting ready for playoffs, man. Playoffs start next week. It's big time matchups this week. Myself, Winston's eye exam at six and six. Going against Show Me Them TDs. Shout out to Paul. He's four and eight. He's out of contention right now, but he can definitely make it rough for me, Pause if he if he gets the W on me this week. So I gotta win this with DP. So look out for your boy. And preseason champ, shout out to Shane, going against Vandalay International one time for Reagan. Reagan has played himself back into contention. He's paying attention right now for everybody. If he wins this one, it's going to be rough because the math is going to be hard to deal with for everybody at this point. Shane is at 4-8. He's on the outside looking in, but, you know, had a good season. Preseason champ, as he say. A-Royale with the cheese. He's in. No worries on his end. He's 7-5. Going against K-Star Mike one time for Cam. Cam had a tough season. But he's still pushing out there. But he had a tough season. We move on to AB. Shout out to Kanye's 2024 versus TB12 memory loss. D Harris. These are the number one and number two ranked teams in the league. Facing off, you know, nothing changes here. Whoever wins or loses doesn't change the seeding. So they're just playing for fun at this point. And lastly, Big Draco. Well, next to last, Big Draco. Shout out to Chaz at five and seven against Weezy's. You choose the side at five and seven. Both teams need to win bad. Both teams need to win bad. 
And lastly, Coach's corner. Coach Wayman has played himself into the playoffs at six and six versus now watch guys. One time for Sean Wash at eight and four, ranked third. If Sean Wash beats Coach's corner, it gets ugly for everybody because then it becomes even more convoluted and confusing when it comes down to the math. So that is your week 13 FSP fantasy football breakdown. Pull for me, guys. Nobody else. Just just pull for Winston Alexander. We need this win. Yeah, man. Get you a W, man. Long as you know, long as twin I win, I don't give a damn, man. Let's talk some NBA, man. Wednesday's evening. Woo. Jeff's favorite basketball player, Russell Westbrook, was traded for John Wall in the first round pick. Caught everybody basically by surprise. For a Fairweather fan, this looks like the quintessential, like we'll trade our problem for your problem and kind of hope for the best scenario. I think there's more to this trade though. The question I have for you guys, who will have the better 2021 season, John Wall or Russell Westbrook? I, I think that's one of the, that's a great question because I don't know. Because John Wall's coming off of – he hasn't played in two years. Um, this is going to be tough because it depends on what you're looking for, right? Um, Houston, if they keep that team intact, is still James Harden. That's still James Harden, regular season James Harden. So that's going to be a playoff team. Hopefully Boogie can do – Something. I mean, anything with 75%, 80% of what Boogie Cousins was is a formidable opponent. Then you bring in John Wall as the X Factor. So they can can look like a formidable team. I can see it. Then you go to to the Wizards and you look at Brad Bill, 30 points a game. That's going to come down a little bit, maybe 27 this year, maybe 26. Russ is going to be there. You got the young young kid, Danny, uh, Jay's guy. They could be a sixth seed in the East. They could be. They could be. And if you look at that team coming from last year to come into a sixth seed, maybe fifth, four, you know, fifth, sixth, I would go with Russ, man. I would go with Russ. I'm going to go with, with Russ just for the unknown of the injury situation with Boogie Cousins. Coming off those injuries that he had, he's a big. So he relies on that. He's going to rely on his movement because that's what made him special as a big, that he was very athletic. He was agile. We don't know how he's going to bounce back because he's basically coming off two injuries back to back. John Wall, he's going to be able to help James Harden. They're going to have a new system in Houston. So it's going to be different. They're going to have to learn that. But Russell Westbrook is going to have to learn a new system where Brad Bill eat too. But with them being in the East, I think it'll be a little easy for him to adjust a little more. So I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook and Brad Bill and Wizards having a better year. But here's, I say this literally every NBA show. Every player has looked better the year after they play with James Harden. Dwight, DeMello, CP, now Westbrook. They look normal again. Westbrook, when making all-NBA team, playing with Brad Bill and playing with his old coach, Scott Brooks. This is a total win for him. I hate that my boy John Wall, who I predicted to have a great season, have an all-star season, will now have to suffer playing with Harden. The best hope that John Wall can pray for is that he is traded and not necessarily, I'm not, I'm talking about uh, James Harden being traded within the next six weeks so him and Boogie can get it going in H-Town. No strip club is safe. Um, this is a great thing for the Houston economy. Um, can't sure do anything. Yeah, no, for sure. You're going to turn it up the right way. But Russell Westbrook is going to be fine, man. You're going to see old Russ right here. Everybody is looked at, is washed and done after they play with James Harden. Now you'll see the best of Russell Westbrook you hadn't seen in a while. He'll make an all-NBA team for sure, Jeff. It'll be a good year. He might make top seven for sure. 
<laughs> Only thing I'm concerned about real quick about that is the coaches, though. Scott Brooks, back with Russ, that was always a problem for me because he was afraid to give Russ plays and Russ needs structure. And then you bring in Houston with their brand new philosophy and everything, having to coach those egos of Boogie Cousins and John Wall and James Harden. That's a lot to ask of young Silas. So, I don't know. All right. Well, keeping it with the NBA, Weezy's boy, LeBron James, who turns 36 later this month, agreed to a two-year maximum contract with the Lakers worth nearly $86 million. Now, he took the longest deal he could without invoking the NBA's over 38 rule, which restricts older players from signing multi-year deals. He previously had a player option for the 2021-22 season, but is now under contract with the Lakers through 2022-2023. So my question for you guys is, will we see LeBron James play in the NBA with his son, Bronny, and be the first father-son duo to play in the NBA together? He ain't nothing with what his dad is. And they're putting pressure on him. Like, I don't know if he even he's even a one and done from what I've seen so far. LeBron has so many favors to cash in that somebody would take a flyer on, on young Bronny, even if he is, even if he is a middle child ball brother and not the, the two main ball brother. You know what I mean? So I but I do think we're hard on Bronny a little too early. I think he could turn around right now like especially being only what going into his junior year right one and done yeah he'll be a one and done player just because off the strength of his name in the, in the coach we in right now he'll be one and done I think for the first time in LeBron James's career he's showing some mortality y'all he negotiated this contract like Locke said as something that he put into the CBA not him I know Rich Paul had a lot to do with this but to cash out Two years early. I call it insurance. Call it a safeguard. Dude, this dude's about to start his 18th season. He's got 60,000 miles. When I say miles, I'm saying minutes on his body, dog. So functionally, it makes sense for him to do that. He watched Dwayne Wade go through knee issues and had, you know, a not ceremoniously departure from the heat with a contract dispute. In the end of this, You'll push James's career earnings to right around $435 million, the most of all time. That mission seems accomplished. He'll figure that out. But I think he did this just, just for some insurance, just to kind of say, hey, if Father Time does catch up with me, I'll still have a way to kind of submit myself as a uh, as an NBA player. But, Bronny, if Jello Ball is in the NBA right now, Bronny will be in, in the NBA for sure. For sure, he will. Now, the good thing about Brian, like you mentioned, is he's still young. He still has two years, basically, of high school sports. And if you look at him, he's grown tremendously, which is going to be a big deal for him. The same thing that I always say about uh, Ball Jeff's boy. When I was talking about him saying, I don't know if he'll be a top pick, it's because he was 6'3 at the time. He grew to be 6'7". So I think he will be a one and done based off his name and his skill set. But like Weezy mentioned, Nobody needs to compare him to his dad. Stop that. Shout out to LeVar Ball, Prophecy Fulfilled all the way around. Anyway, all right, let's move on. Let's go back to the boxing ring, guys. Uh, the League of Legends Boxing Federation had their first pay-per-view on the Triller app and on pay-per-view this weekend. We talked about it a little bit in the best of the week. We had performances by YG, minus his hard bottoms, uh, French Montana, uh, St. John, an impromptu performance from Snoop Dogg. That's supposed to be Luda Wayne, but, you know, we were there. The card was main evented by Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. Exhibition, 
and Jake Paul. <laughs> you know, Nate Robinson, we talked about that. So, guys, after all being said, what was your biggest highlight of the evening? I know we all watched it. Biggest highlight of the evening was pretty much Nate, Nate Robinson getting getting his ass knocked out. Like, I, I want to see somebody getting knocked out. So, Nate Robinson, I was, I was happy about that. He got his ass knocked out. But the, on, on a more positive note, Mike Tyson, we got to give that man his process as being an athlete. He still can move. Mike Tyson was, Mike Tyson was ready to box. Every time he got going and hit Roy with a good one, Roy wrapped his ass up. All right, all right, chill out, bro. This is exhibition. My Titan was ready to go. Uh, I, I would say the highlight of my night was Snoop. Like I mentioned, best of the week, man. We, we haven't seen anybody commentate like Snoop. He, you know, the references he make, he makes them that we feel like we can relate to, that something that you probably hear in your own household when you're watching these matches. He's saying what we say at home, and we like to see that. Nate Robinson did get his ass knocked out, and I was I was kind of nervous for him at first. The way he hit the mat, I, I, I was like, oh, he might be in real trouble. I knew he was knocked out. It just goes to show, man, if, if you can't get in the ring with professional boxers. And Jake ain't even that much a professional, but he's been b- boxing far longer than Nate Robinson, man. Yeah, see, here's the thing. It was, it was great. Triller did a great job. Shout out to Triller for sure. But the California Commission gave these guys licenses to fight, Jeff. Jake knew what the hell he was doing. He fought a complete novice. Nate Robinson had did all this training. He got a YouTube thing. We follow him training to get ready for this fight. And as soon as that bell rang, he lost all sight of those weeks of training. He was doing some wild shit. I, ain't, man, I don't know what the hell Nate was doing. Nate was fast as hell. Like, Nate ain't a race. Man, he got his ass knocked out Nate punches. Listen, I think this is just the star for celebrity boxing, man. We used to see celebrity boxing matches on MTV, but it was in claymation form, right? I'm telling you, that's going to be the new thing. Nobody wants to pay $50 to watch the guys that Jeff was talking about. No disrespect to those guys, Errol Spence and them on, you know, the 17th page of the Boxing Rick's light heavyweight rankings for a fight. Nobody wants to see those fights, but people want to see people get their ass knocked out. And listen, they, they got, hey, they got their money's worth. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. Nate Lafitte was put together so nicely. That's how I swear. I know when I'm really sleep taking a good nap, my feet are like that. You know what I'm saying? So I knew he was in REM sleep, dog. My dog yeah. was in REM sleep. That shit hurt me. I was worried. Like, coach said, oh, shit, we done land, caught a body. I was like, God damn, 2020. I don't want to see nobody dead, man. But, yeah. You know how many people that get on my nerves and they say they can beat me in hooping and put me in football? And I was like, shit, they can't beat me. I'll go out there and play the X. And then somebody, one of my homeboys called me jail. I come, hey, you know he played for what's called? Oh, shit, I ain't going to play his ass. That's all you got to do. If somebody call you, they tell you this Jake dude, he can box a little bit. Just talk shit on Twitter, bro, and that's it. Do not meet his ass in the ring. You get your ass knocked out. Eight punches. He was knocked down three times in eight punches. That's insane. It's got to be the highest percentages ever in a boxing My goodness. We giving Jake Paul a lot of credit. Like, he's he's a more experienced boxer than Nate. That's but he I'm just, saying. but he not like that. No. But Nate, like Jay said, Nate just gave up. And as soon as the bell rung, he just went right back to, I'm going to go in, one punch, scoop. You know what I mean? It's like, no, nah, Nate, this is really boxing. And then he got hit, and then it was over with. It was over soon as he got hit. Yeah, he hit him in the back of his head, and now he's like, ah, that shit hurt. That yeah, shit hurt he my dog. He was yeah, trying to say it was, a, it was the back of the head, but it was, no, it was an ear, Nate. That was an ear punch. Yeah, your, that, that counts. Yeah, yeah he forgot that was right. He forgot he had an ear. <laughs> ear he forgot that was the body part. He can hit you there, bro. That's the yeah. ear. Yeah, I'm sure it's, so, it's so fair game. Get out of here.
was anybody on this call taking that six hundred thousand and get knocked out like that? That if I knew, now listen now, if I knew okay. I was able to get up like Nate, Nate at the crib playing with his kids right now, I'll do it. Knock me the hell out. I need them <laughs> six hundred. Knock me out. I need more than two months. Whatever time Nate had to prepare for that fight, I need longer than that. Like it showed. Like he literally, because he didn't have a time. His his instincts kicked in, and as soon as the instincts kicked in, it was regular fighting. And you can't do that in a boxing match. Like he didn't have his hands up not one time. Not one time. Yeah, no defense. That, no head movement. Nothing. You. Yeah, but we sit and say, yeah, we're taking six hundred thousand, and that's cool. But, oh no, no, I wouldn't take it. Yeah, I mean, Jason, knock me it. out. All right, so you get your ass knocked out. Oh, and then could you could you deal with being a meme for the next two years? Yep. yep. You lying. You lying. I posted me in that chat of, of you. You be mad. <laughs> you lying. <laughs> you guys ready to get started with halftime, man? Let's, Let's, Let's get it. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. With last week's games in the books, it's time to place wagers for the upcoming week of sports. There's no better way of being a part of the game like Action 24-7's app, the official sports booking site for the full Sport Press podcast. Get into the game right from your couch. It's pretty simple. Just download the Action 24-7 app, create your profile, and use code FSP100. That's code FSP100. Only the Action 24-7 app. Eligibility restriction applied. See action247.com for more details. Remember, game responsibly for promotional use only. Everything paid for. Halftime in case you missed it. Now, like we talked about in pre-production, held the whole weekend, held the whole first half. Snoop Dogg is coming to boxing on a more permanent basis. The legendary rapper announced Tuesday that he is partnering with Triller to create a new boxing league called the Fight Club. Now, the league will have a multiple event year situation with Snoop Dogg as the host and announcer. The Flight Club will have five to eight events per year and also with a similar layout to how Saturday's Tyson Jones card was produced by mixing boxing and musical acts. While the league has the option to pick up potential future events involving Mike Tyson, it is a separate entity from Tyson's Legends Only League, which was kicked off with the Tyson's Jones fight. Now the Fight Club is hoping to have its first fight card early next year. Are you signing up for Snoop Dogg's Fight Club? Yeah, I'm. I'm here to see that. I'm here to see Snoop Dogg's Fight Club. I'm actually, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually proud of Snoop for getting he get another get another check, talk to seven to another check during the pandemic. I'm all about it. Who would have thought nothing would have deep cover nothing but a G thing would have brought us to this? But you know, whatever. I think this is a great idea on paper. I don't think it'll work though. Simply because um, what it's going to represent. What made last weekend so dope was the nostalgia of Mike versus Roy, and then the knockout of the of the YouTube sensation versus the pro athlete. These are going to be real fighters if they do this. From what I'm reading about this league, and that yes, Snoop is going to bring people in, but the common fan isn't going to sign up just to see two guys fight. If that's the case, you'll just go watch Bellator or Bare Knuckle Fighting or UFC more. It's a niche crowd, so I don't know if that'll be if that'll work. Now, if they can somehow mix Mike's league, uh, Legends Only League in with this and make it work that way, now you got, now you talk. That's what Snoop needs to be a part of. That was going to be my question. Before I sign up, I need to see some names that are going to be 
involved in this because like jeff mentioned if it's just regular real boxers and not regular, i guess i say professional boxers of course they won't be on the level of the arrow sprints clearly but if they are real pro boxers that's trained it won't be the same because people want to see knockouts that's why people like heavyweight heavyweight fighters because most of the time when you watch a heavyweight fight somebody gets knocked out most of the time because they have the power and that's what people want to see that's why this was such a big deal because of the Nate Robinson knockout. I don't think it would have been as big of a talk if he doesn't get knocked out. Here's the thing. We've seen beef happen. Who wouldn't pay right now to see Pusha T versus Drake in a, in a boxing ring? I think it's going to go that route. I'm telling y'all, this is going to be a way to say, hey, put the guns down, King Von, rest in peace, but find a way to box in this ring to squash beefs by boxing and trying to make it seem like, hey, we're putting the guns down, we're actually fighting each other. I think it can work, man, if they go about it that way. Because there's been beef. What about Chris Brown and and, and Drake Soulja when they were beefing? That would have been great to see. Chris Brown and Soulja Boy, that's who was really supposed to do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you then, go that, they, they got some sense into their end, like, man, I'm going to get knocked out. Like Chris that. Brown would have knocked Soulja Boy to, to next Wednesday. He'd just be getting up right now. <laughs> But that's the thing. It's got to be something like that. It can't just be like like the undercard of the Tyson thing had real fighters and they, they yeah. actually put on good good matches. Good but fight. if it just would have been that, nobody would have paid that fifty dollars. What, what about me? What about me and you, Jay? Man, I'll right. knock your ass out. Let's do oh, it. Oh, wow. Sign okay. it up. Okay. Oh, oh, let's move on. Are <laughs> right. we ready for the second oh, half? Yeah. Right. Let's, let's get it. Please, let's, let's go. Let's just yeah, go to the second half. The fight too. Let's get he it. Get his ass, he get his ass knocked out, Coach. Fucking Damn man. lie. <laughs> Damn lie. Your reach too short. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half, the 2020 NCAA College Basketball Preview Show, episode 346. Before we get started, I'm Jay Hope. It's your boy, Big Joe. It's your boy, Weezy. What it do? It's your man, Coach Locke. Locke, finally after months and months of waiting, the 2020-2021. NCAA basketball season is finally here, and that can only mean one thing. It's time for some bold predictions. We're not guaranteeing that these things will happen indeed. We're certainly going to expect all these to happen as far as the prediction to hit. But with a little bit of logic, a little bit of deductive reasoning, and a little bit of gambler's luck, shout out to Easy, we think that all these predictions have a real chance of proving to be true. First thing we'll start off with is the Bob Cousy Award which is the nation's top point guard, last year's winners. Uh, Jeff's guy and Locke's guy. No, it ain't even Jeff's guy. This is Locke's guy, Peyton Pritchard from Oregon. <laughs> Preseason pick, Locke, who you, you got winning this one, man, and why? Not going to let you put that on me. Not No, no, didn't never say that. But anyway, I am going with Marcus Zagorowski from Creighton. He's proved himself to be arguably the best point guard in the country. He has a high IQ floor leader who averaged five assists and shot 42% from the three. He was one of the reasons that the Blue Jays were top 10 team for much of last season. So I'm going to go with Marcus from Creighton. I'm going with the point guard from Arizona State, Remy Martin. Remy Martin, the Pac-12 guy. 17 points a game, three rebounds, four assists. I think he could have left last year, to be honest with you, but he didn't. Copy should have, but he didn't. I'm gonna go as I want Remy Martin from Arizona State. I'm going with Javante Smart from LSU. Hey man, I like the kid's game, averaging 12 a game over the course of his career, going to his junior year. 
think he's going to surprise the people a lot this year. And the LSU is going to be tough to deal with as well in the SEC. Give me Javante Smart. Yeah. I like all y'all picks, man. That was pretty good. We especially you, Remy Martin. That was that's my guy. I love Remy Martin, one of my favorite basketball players. But I'm going with my guy. I pick him every year. So let's see if we'll hit this year with Ayo Desumnu from Illinois. Desumnu is an elite basketball player, man. Furthermore, super dynamic, just an ability to create and also get to the basket defensively. He's very active. He's a pro. If he would have left after his freshman year, he would have been a lottery pick. Stayed a little too long. But he'll, I think this is his year, Illinois' year. I got a lot of stake in Illinois. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. Moving That's on to the your man's too. Oh, A.O. Oh, is my guy. A.O. Okay. Desumnu is my okay. guy. Ain't no question. Hey, charge it to the game, whatever's left of it. That's my guy for sure. Uh, the next award is the Jerry West Awards, which is the top shooting guard in all of college basketball. Last year's winner was Miles Powell from Seton Hall. Preseason pick. Who you got, Jeff? I'm going with A.J. Green from Northern Iowa. Junior puts up a lot of points. My kind of shooting guard. I like my shooting guards put up a lot of buckets, averaging 20 a game. And he's gonna be the favorite to win the Missouri Veteran Conference uh with the with Northern Iowa that they were favorites to win. Give me AJ Green. All right, right back to me. Guard, shooting guard from UConn, James Booknight. I'm sorry. James Booknight, man. Uh he's another player that could have left last year, but didn't. Probably should have. Probably should have with this Kobe. Probably should have left. Got some money. But hey, he's super athletic, super athletic this year. Uh, I think he's 30, 30% from three. He can score from anyone on the court. He's more, he's not a, he's, he's, he's a different kind of guard from UConn. You usually got the little small guards, but this guy can light it up. James Booknight. I'm going with the freshman, Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State. In his college basketball, is a top-ranked freshman for a good reason. He's strong, athletic. He can virtually do everything great. You know, he's he can run the point. He makes players better, and he can attack and score. Only thing is, he has to get better on this perimeter shot, but he can use his strength and size to get to the basket. So I'm gonna go with Kate Cunningham from Oklahoma State. Yeah, that'll be the number one pick in the draft next year. Y'all book it. My pick is Quentin Grimes from Houston. Coming into college, he went to Kansas and was a lottery pick. Coming out of he came, there was no college situation. He would have been a lottery pick coming straight out of high school. He has since transferred to Houston. And the talent is finally being seen again. Great size and ability, three-level player. He'll continue to develop in one of the best guards in the country and try to help lead Houston to a top-tier team in the country for sure. So Quinn Grimes from Houston. Moving on to the Julius Irving Award, which is the top small forward in all of college basketball. Last year's winner was Sadiq Bay from Villanova. Who's your preseason pick, Jeff? Keontae Johnson from Florida, man. 14 points a game, seven boards a game. Florida's going to be a sneaky good team this year. Going to be a tough out in the SEC. Give me Keontae Johnson. <laughs> I, I hate to pick it back off, Jeff, but I got to roll with Keontae Johnson. Lord, I, I actually watched him play last night. He put it on the show last night. A quiet 25 points last night. Keontae Johnson. I'm going to go with B.J. Boston from Kentucky. He's likes out score. He can possibly lead them in scoring. You know, they always have a lot of freshmen. He has all the components you need from a guy like him. He's athletically great he can score and he doesn't shine from the big moments you know he always has good production against competition so i'm gonna go with bj boston from kentucky all right i'm going with Corey kispert from gonzaga kispert is a knockdown shooter man really took strides in becoming a go-to option on the perimeter for gonzaga last year he'll be one of the best players in college basketball's best team man i think gonzaga is going to go very very far into the I will call it probably May Madness this year. So 
Give me Corey Kispert from Gonzaga. The next award is the Carl Malone Award, the top power forward in all of college basketball. Last year's winner was Obi Toppin from Dayton. Preseason pick, Jeff. Who you got? I got Tracy Jackson Davis, the kid from Indiana. He's got a lot to deal with um, going against Luca Garza, people like that for Big Ten Player of the Year. But Jackson Davis racked up. He got like 13, no, 14 a game, nine boards. Only going to get better going to his sophomore year. My kind of player. All right, I'm going to go with Drew. I, I was going to go with that player too, Jim. But I'm going to go with Drew Timmy from Southmore, from Gonzaga, 16, 225. Only averages nine points a game, but very, very feisty, powerful, man. Get a lot of rebounds. He's going to help Gonzaga. They might get the number one seed this year. I went with Jeremiah Robinson Earl from Villanova. He's poised to have a great season from freshman to sophomore year in terms of his impact and production. He could have went to the league, but decided to come back to Villanova, which is big for them, which puts them right back in a title contender. He's 6'9". He can step out past the three-point line because he made 21 of them as a freshman. So look for this guy to be one of the best power forwards and win this award from Villanova. I like that lock. I like that lock. I'm going with your pick as well, Weezy. Drew Timmy from Gonzaga. He's the next great Gonzaga big man following in the lead of uh, locks guy, Rui Hachimura. Uh, just one of the best interior players in the country next season. And I think his ability to run the floor is very dangerous in transition. I'm telling you, man, Gonzaga with my guy Jalen Suggs, that's the only reason I didn't pick him to be uh, the point guard of the year because he ain't going to get enough touch because, hell, there's going to be two other people winning National Player of the Year awards and his, on his same starting five. It's going to be tough for him. Uh, the last award for the starting five is the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award, top center in all of college basketball. Last year's winner was Luca Garza from Iowa. Who's your preseason pick and why, Jeff? I got Kofi Cockburn. He's going to be the center that's going to win the best center award this year. He averages 13 a game, nine boards, and him and Dunsumu as a tandem are going to look good. But Kofi Cockburn is my choice for center of the year. That's my bad. Uh, I'm going to go with Charles Bassey, center, Western Kentucky, man. You know, people people forgot about him, but I he's, he's probably an NBA player for sure. He should have been should have left last year. Kobe he didn't worry about no Kobe, but you know, but I'm gonna go with Charles Bass. It's gonna be Luka Garza, but I'm gonna go with Charles Bass. Bass is gonna be fine. Weezy. He's a McDonald's All American. He'll be okay staying. He'll be fine. He's gonna dominate down there like that. But I'm gonna go with Luke Luka Garza from Iowa. He's gonna repeat this award. You know, he's great for college basketball. The bigs in college basketball still have life. It's not like the NBA where that position back to the basket is extinct. Now, will he transition? No, he won't. But for college basketball, he's going to do the same thing he did last year. He's continued to do in two games. He scored, outscored his opponents in the first half. So it's going to be Luca Garza again for this award. Yeah, man. That's the easiest pick of the night. Luca Garza, best big man in college basketball, dominant force. Um, not that good defensively, won't be a good pro, but we're talking college basketball. He's a complete player in college basketball. He'll go down as one of the best bigs in college basketball history for sure. Moving on to the next award is the Breakout Player of the Year Award. Who's your preseason pick and why, Jeff? Paul Scrubs from Xavier. 13 a game, five boards, three assists, filling up the stat sheet. Going to have a lot of competition in the Big East Conference. Talented guard, I like him, Paul Scrubs. I, I'm gonna double back down. I'm gonna go back with, with Keontae Johnson. I think he's gonna have a breakout year this year from Florida, man. I like the Florida team. I like his game. It's quiet. He's built, he's built really good. 
I, I like Keontae Johnson. I'm going to do like Weezy did. I'm going to bounce back to one of my picks from early with Jeremiah Robinson, Earl from Villanova. He averaged 10.5 points and 9.4 rebounds per game last year. Now that Sadiq Bay is gone, it makes it over open for him, and he's getting back the potential biggest player of the year to go along with him, Colin Gillespie. So I think that's going to help Jeremiah's game just blossom even more. So I'm going to go with Jeremiah Robinson from Villanova. Sure, man. It's a killer. Um, I got Scotty Lewis from Florida. A lot of experts thought Scotty Lewis was going to be one of the few breakout stars as a freshman and go to the NBA. But now with the year under his belt, I think he's due for a huge sophomore year. Lagging a little bit as far as transitioning into Mike White's system, but only averaging eight points a game. He should have a confident season going into his sophomore year. Can maybe get him to be a lottery pick for sure. Move on to the biggest impact transfer. Preseason pick, Jeff, and why? R.J. Cole, UConn. Two years at Howard, 21 points a game, seven assists. It's going to be fun to watch at UConn, man. My kind of, definitely my kind of point goal. <laughs> I'm going to go Oliver Sarr. Transfer from Wake Forest to Kentucky. Coach Cal, you know what, Coach Cal got him a top five, another top five recruit. Just off, you know, hey, made a phone call. And when that coach level Wake Forest, he, it, was a, it was a no-brainer. Oliver Sarr, seven foot? Come on, man. That's no-brainer. I'm going to go with Trey Murphy from uh, Virginia. He can flat out just shoot the ball. I mean, this kid has a cannon, and he's going to fit in great with Tony Bennett's system. So he's going to be big for Virginia. They're going to make another run in this tournament, I think, if they do have it. Hopefully they will. But I'm going with Trey Murphy from Virginia. I got Mac McClung, man. Just got cleared at Texas Tech. Offensive firecracker. was supposed to go to North Carolina and decided to go to Texas Tech. He reportedly wants to play a little bit more point guard in order to bolster his NBA profile. That'll require drastic change in approach because this guy's a gunner, like Jeff likes. So a score first guard, his transition to be a distributor is going to be rough, but I think he'll do it, man. Mac McClung, Texas Tech. Moving on to mid-major player of the year. Who's your preseason pick and why, Jeff? Terry Taylor from Austin P. senior forward. Man, 22 a game, 11 rebounds a game with two assists. Listen, this guy is something to watch. And, and if you're looking for mid-major basketball, look at Terry Taylor, man. Senior forward, Austin P. I'm going to stay in that same OVC conference, Jeff. I'm going to go with Belmont Center, Nick. Mazuski, a big seven-footer, man. Big seven moose. Yeah, I hate to go against because I'm a TSU fan, but 14 points, three, three rebounds a game, and like two assists. He's a monster too, man. Big guy. I'm going to go with Kobe Ross from Pepperdine. 6'1", senior guard, point guard. He's already the school's all-time assist leader with 647, and he still has a whole year left, basically. He has 1,700 career points. He finishes, and at the line, he shoots from deep. And the NBA knows about it. Last year, he averaged 20.5 points and 7.2 assists. So I'm going to go with Kobe Ross out of Pepperdine. Right. My pick... Uh, Western Kentucky's own Charles Bassett, man. He's number six player in the country coming out. McDonald's All-American goes to Western Kentucky. His sophomore year breaks his leg. That's why he can't go to the draft. Comes back. He's going to be a monster for the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Let's get it. The only thing I worry about with him, he's a dinosaur. But at the same time, he has expanded his game. He's playing on the perimeter now. So it's going to be a great year for him, man. I think he'll end up being a first-round pick when it's all said and done. Charles Bassett. Western Kentucky. Let's move on to the best freshman not playing for a top 10 team. Who's your preseason pick and why, Jeff? 
you want to say Kate Cunningham, but you know, you, you can't, that's too easy. So, <laughs> but I'll go with Sharif Cooper, Auburn, average 29 a game, nine assists, four rebound, four, sorry, four steals a game his last year, high school, a gunner, as Jay say, my kind of point guard, my kind of guard, shoot first, ask questions later, Sharif Cooper, Auburn. I'm going, I'm going to power four, Evan Moses from USC, number four player of the country, five-star recruit, big guy, can play. Probably going to be one and done. Jeff, you got to go in and get the people what they want, man. The answer is Kate Cunningham from Oklahoma State. He can do it all, a six-seven point guard. Like you said, six-seven, you can't teach that alone. The kid can just flat-out play. I was shocked that he decided to go ahead and go to Oklahoma State once they learned that they weren't going to be able to go to the postseason. I thought he would just go overseas or maybe G League, but he decided to go ahead and stay. It's nothing like college basketball and college experience, and maybe that's why he did that. But this guy would normally probably be the number one pick. Kate Cunningham, Oklahoma State. My preseason pick is Joshua Christopher from Arizona State from the day he will step onto the Desert Financial Arena. Josh Christopher would be basically impossible to go unnoticed. He's an elite player, capabilities to do everything on the basketball floor, man. Reliable shooter, just a great player. One of my favorite basketball players in all college basketball. This is my guy, man. Joshua Christopher, Arizona State. He'll be a lottery pick next year for sure. The most overrated player in college basketball. Who's your preseason pick and watch, Jeff? I got Sam Hauser, a forward from Virginia. He's getting player of the year talk. I don't see how they – I don't see that. He's transferring in from Marquette. Got, they got big expectations for him in Virginia. He might let y'all down, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to roll right back with Sam Hauser from, from Virginia, Jeff. I, I'm, I'm going to bag you on that 100%. I'm going with Marcus Gare from Kansas. Devin Doxson and Udoka Azubuke, they're gone. And this being his senior, he's supposed to step up and be the man's a senior, so his numbers should dramatically increase. That hasn't happened. Last year, he averaged nine points a game. Now he's averaging 10. 4.6 assists last year, 4, uh, 4.5 this year. I'm, I just don't see it transitioning for him, and I don't think he's going to be the player they thought he was going to be. Some people have him on their second and third All-American teams. I just don't see it. My preseason pick is Matthew Hurt from Duke. It's the third straight year. I picked the most overrated player with the Duke. How kawinky dinky is that? Um, the number 12 player in the country two years ago averaged 10 points a game for Duke. Added some power to his game by putting on 20 pounds, working on his explosion as well. But he may have to start at the five. And he is not a five. He is a stretch mark four at the best. So, of course, in order to successfully hold down that center spot, you're going to have to play defense. Guess what? He can't defend. So, only averaging three points, I mean, 3.8 boards a game. It's not it, man. Matthew Hurt, he'll end up transferring the end of this year from Duke. Let's move right along to the coach on the hot seat. Who you got for your preseason pick and why, Jeff? I got uh, Richard Patino, you know, in Minnesota. Seat's getting a little scorching. Just signed the extension, two-year extension in 2019 through 2024. It's been a roller coaster ride for him. He's got to turn it around this year or he's going to be out of there. Let's put it out there. Let's just like that. I'm going to name a coach probably should have been fired, you dirty bastard. It's Will Wade, and you know why. You know why, you dirty bastard. Will Wade, LSU. Get him out of there. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jim Christian from Boston College. The Eagles have a 25-85 and 85 ACC record in six seasons under him. 
the high point of his tenure was when they lost in the first round of NIT in 2018. And that's only because they hadn't been to the NCAA tournament since 2009. He lost three of his top four scores from last year, and he's bringing in the second lowest rated recruiting class in the ACC. So he's basically done. Probably would have been gone last year if COVID hadn't happened, but they saved him. But after this year, he's gone. Seek's hot. Scorching. Dead man walking. Um, my preseason pick is Josh Passner. He enters his fifth season with the Yellow Jackets, searching for his first NCAA tournament appearance. And he's had a team, a couple of teams, that have been fully capable of reaching the big dance. Georgia Tech went to 15 NCAA tournament appearances from 85 to 2010. So there's some tradition of winning there. And current AD, I think his name is Stansbury. Yeah, uh, Ty Stansbury. He didn't hire Passner, so he's on the clock. And I think this is the year because they're supposed to be good in the ACC this year. Let's move right along to the best conference in NCAA basketball. Who's your preseason pick and why, Jeff? It's a shocker to me. The Big Ten. 17 is ranked in the top 25 at the moment. I don't see that changing anytime soon. I'm going with the Big Ten. I'm I'm going I, I do every year. I'm gonna go with the SEC. You can't count the SEC. They just got too many coaches. You got Tennessee, you got Bruce Pearl at Auburn, you got Coach Cal at Kentucky. You it's just too many of them. Jerry Stackhouse at Vanderbilt's gonna have a good year this year. Well, hopefully. But here we go. I'm with you, Jeff. Gotta go with the Big Ten when you have four of those teams in the top ten alone in the Big Ten. I got the Big Ten as well. I think they'll have 10 teams to make the NCAA tournament, man. That's nuts. That is insane. So, that's the best conference in college basketball. Ain't no question. Moving along to the next award, the team that will make the biggest jump in 2020, 2021. Who's your pick and why, Jeff? University of Tennessee Vols, man. Uh, a down year last year, to my surprise. But they're bringing in two five-star guards this year, the four-star wingman with returning their leading score from last year and their two leading rebounders. Give me UT, making a big push. We'll talk about that later. I hate to say this, but I'm going to go with the North Carolina Tar Heels, man. They, they, I, I, uh, last year, they just had a down year. One of their top recruits got hurt. He was hurt for a long time. They bounced back this year. They playing with two big men this year, which is um, kind, of, kind of not good. Unheard of from college. So UNC, Tar Heels. Everything we said, I agree. North Carolina, man, you don't normally see a North Carolina team like they were last year. Now, we do know injuries played a big deal in that, but they will get back rolling. Roy had them right back to the North Carolina. They normally are there in the top 25 currently now, so they're going to have the type of year North Carolina normally has. Yep. We were a buzzer beater away from being 3-0. and Lucky-ass shot. Shaka Smart grew some hair, and here we go, man. They, they beat us in the buzz. I ain't mad at that. Um, I didn't want to do a homer pick. You know, I think my boy is going to be rocking this year, but I picked UConn, man. You lose Christian Vital and you lose Altariq Gilbert, but you bring Jeff's guy, RJ Cole in, Tyrese Martin, 21 and 12 points perspectively, man. Like, so in turn, they're going to they're gonna help. I think they'll find a way to get my big dog, Acock Acock, who's coming from, I know, right? Who's coming from a torn Achilles. And then you got Tyler Polly, who tours ACL, they're coming back stronger than ever this year. Book night as well. So he'll be there too, man. That's a nice starting five. UConn, big jump in 2021. Coach of the year. Who's your preseason pick and why, Jeff? I'm sticking with Tennessee. I'm going Rick Barnes. They're going to be right on the cusp. Elite 18, possibly final 14. UT, man, surprise team of the year. 
this is usually why I pitch Coach Penny because I know him online. I just know him, and uh, but I, I ain't gonna do it this year. He had a good year last year. Should have won it last year. But I'm I'm gonna go with Roy Williams from uh, North Carolina, man. Bounce back year. I'm gonna go with Mark Few from Gonzaga, man. They spent four weeks in number one last year before finishing second to Kansas in final poll, which is only done when they canceled the NCAA tournament. But they still have Corey Kispert and Joel I, which provide their scoring points. And Jay's boy Jalen Suggs coming is gonna help with them in the backcourt. So Gonzaga's gonna be here for the long haul. Don't be surprised you see them in the end of the tournament somewhere. So I'm gonna go with Mark Few from Gonzaga. I got Leonard Hamilton as my coach of the year, man. Now 71 years old. James Leonard Hamilton, man, has been charged the sidelines at Florida State since 2002. And now Florida State has become a destination for one-and-done talent, which should be, again, this case, this season, when you have a player like Scotty Barnes playing there on campus. So it took a while for Hamilton to get the respect from me, but long, long underappreciated coach what he's built in Tallahassee. So shout out to Leonard Hamilton, man. Let's get coach of the year this year. National player of the year. Who's your preseason pick and why, Jeff? I'm, this is where I take the safe bet and go with the Garza kid. Like, <laughs> like you know, everything was said about him earlier. You know, but Jay said probably the, one of the best fives to play in college basketball, Luca Garza. I'm a second. I'm going to go Luca Garza. Got to go with Lou right here, man. Everything we already mentioned, and he's going to be motivated to get this award after losing it to Obi Toppin last year. So he's going to get it this year. Yeah, I got Luca right here. This, this is his award to lose. And you got to look at the departure of many of the bigs in his conference are all gone. And the potential of Iowa to improve and be a better team this year. There's really no reason for him not to win this award. Now, I'm taking Luca for sure. We bet that too last year. I ain't forget. He called receipts on you. Player of the year. You said Luca's going to win it. I said I, Obi was going to win it. I mean, that shit don't count, man. Oh. They play all the damn games, man. If they'd have played in the damn tournament, you know what Luca would have done in the tournament? Is it crazy? Obi would have had a tournament too, though. No, nah, bro. That team, no, Luca, bro. Luca was he what you you gonna see this year. Let's move right along to the early women's final four predictions. Give me your four, three, two, one, Jeff. Uh four, Mississippi State, three, Baylor, two, Louisville, one, South Carolina. I'm gonna go with four, Notre Dame, two. Or three, UConn, two, South Carolina, one, Mississippi State. Four, Kentucky, three, North Carolina State, two, Stanford, one, South Carolina. I have four, Notre Dame, three, UConn, two, Kentucky, and one, South Carolina. What about the men's final four predictions, Jeff? Four, Kansas, three, Villanova, Two Baylor, one Gonzaga, and I won't put UT right there for, but I'm not sure. I'm gonna go with four Kentucky, three Florida, two UConn, one Kansas. Switching it up, baby. Four Michigan State, three Kansas, two Baylor, one Gonzaga. I have four UNC, three Illinois. Two Baylor and number one Gonzaga. Oh wow, that's you and all over the board on that one. My mm, goodness, that's, that's college basketball, man. And that is a wrap up of college basketball. That was fun, man. I miss college basketball. I'm excited for the year. Man. This is gonna be great. Yes, I, I like these picks, man. We never really get to do a mid season college basketball award show. 
So I think we'll try to make sure that we do it this year just to kind of see where these picks are. We always do an end of the year, but never really get to do a midseason. So this will be fun to come back and see. I just hope and pray it's not a lot of cancellations of these games due to COVID. Spoiler alert, Coach, that will happen. And they'll be playing May Madness, no March Madness for sure. I'm just happy I got you all this show. With, 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 with all my picks, I'm going to get an email after this show. Thank God. Hey, I'm going to be real with you. Did a good job. Did a good job today. Yeah, did a good job. Real good job. Shout out to you, Weezy. This is a show. I get two phone calls. I get two phone calls after this show. This is a show. I get two phone calls. I ain't getting no phone calls. My goodness. Not for real. I'm proud of you, man, for sure. Don't forget to continue to sign up for the FSP newsletter. It is live. Get those every Wednesday to your email for sure. We'll have that. giveaway for everybody to sign up we appreciate everybody that also signed up for the giveaway through the newsletter get that out to you next week on our show um on ig live for sure this recap hey man fun times fellas always man y'all watch some college basketball man stay in the house plenty of time to watch college basketball stay in the house <laughs> maybe we put a little bit of the the vaccine into that hookah then oh, just ooh. maybe, just maybe, then just maybe, just maybe, then just hey, just then the just vaccine, maybe. the vaccine's on the way too. I hear it's on the way, it's on the way for sure. In that hookah, listen, in that in the mimosas, listen, in that brunch, Sunday fun day. You got to take, hey, listen, if we, if listen. we can put the vaccine in listen. Sunday fun day as a whole, listen. every time be purchase, you get a free. COVID vaccine. Boy, I tell you, boy. Hey, listen. I'll be there. Eight ounce, 16 ounce. Hell, I'll take a bottle. Give me a bottle. Get a bottle <laughs> service here. All they got to do is put it at the compound in Atlanta. You can't get in unless you take this vaccine. They going to run out of that shit. That shit they going to run out of it. They going to go have enough. Let's get out of here, man. See, we, you took it too far. You always take it too damn far. <laughs> ain't have enough, bro. Tweet us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment and give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please write and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. Weezy. Everything paid for, baby. Jeff. Camera's always on, brother. Coach Lock. Get a drummer song. Sure. The revolution will be podcasted. We are out. With last week's games in the books, it's time to place wagers for the upcoming week of sports. There's no better way of being a part of the game like Action 24-7's app, the official sports booking site for the full sport press podcast. Get into the game right from your couch. It's pretty simple. Just download the Action 24-7 app, create your profile, and use code FSP100. That's code FSP100, only the Action 24-7 app. Eligibility restriction applied. See action247.com for more details. Remember, game responsibly for promotional use only. Everything paid for. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.